0: Welcome to this episode of the Public Health Networker podcast. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. And in this episode, we're talking about rest and resistance from a BIPOC public health perspective. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Consider joining us for the Rest as Resistance workshop taking place throughout the month of July. And to learn more about us, visit publichealthpodcasters.com. Welcome to this podcast episode on rest and resistance from a BIPOC perspective, and I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. This episode is going to be simultaneously shared on two podcasts, the Public Health Networker and also the Sisterhood of Limitless Living podcast, which is our podcast on integrative and interconnected health. And I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. I started the Public Health Podcast and Media Network in 2021 around the time when the pandemic was really at its worst with COVID and misinformation, disinformation. And this was one way for us to get some clear messaging out there and also leverage the power of podcasting for public health from a community perspective, a BIPOC perspective, grassroots. And uh, basically the message is that anyone with a message of care for their communities has the potential to get their message out there and so, um, today we're talking about rest and resistance from a bipoc perspective. And you know, we have this upcoming episode, this up, upcoming series, actually, throughout the month of July. I'll go ahead and share that with you right now. and it's on publichealthpodcasters.com dot slash book club. And it is about rest is resistance. Trisha Hersey's book. We're going through a whole month throughout july twenty twenty three where we're going to discuss each chapter together, but we're also going to integrate practices for rest, reflection, self-care, and redesigning our way of being um, as public health professionals and people who care for communities. And we're going to be bringing in BIPOC perspectives, ex- experiences, and so on. And today, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that experience and those stories which of Which led to this book club uh, interactive workshop taking place. So it is designed to be a workshop. Um, we don't want to call it certain things like work or course or class, but it is, you know, structured in the similar way where we get together and we, you know, process and we read through uh, the materials. And then we spend some time in reflection and um, we highly encourage journaling, things like that as well. But um, today's episode is about kind of the the story that led to um, our, you know, our interpretation of rest as resistance. So the reason why this is so important is because this is, you know, we're we're in challenging times right now as it relates to the pandemic, burnout. It just feels, unfortunately, like a little on the dystopian side right now and there are ways that we you know can um work together to build healing sometimes when things are falling apart there are ways for us to rebuild and rebuild in a way that is more decolonizing and is a way that serves the purpose of nurturing diverse communities and that's really kind of the essence of this workshop rest is resistance or rest as resistance is what i'm calling it cuz it integrates other other authors and other books and writings. And um, so, you know, for me, what happened was that in 2016, I was diagnosed with my autoimmune diagnosis, right? Autoimmune disease. I was working on my dissertation still, but I had this fellowship and I was working for a local public health department kind of just to help fund, pay the bills while I was, you know, a, a PhD student. So I finished all my courses and immediately applied to this uh, fellowship program. I was placed in my first choice location and all of that was great, but then, you know, was in that location and I was not supported. And I think sometimes we experience this, right? You go into a fellowship and sometimes your mentors are not doing that work, right? For various reasons, structural reasons, cultural reasons, but they have other obligations uh, sometimes there's this miscommunication, misunderstanding that fellowship um, to them was like these experts just dropped right in and we're going to just come in and do all the work, right? The consulting services and whatever solve the problem for you, but that's not really the essence, the design of these fellowships. It is a design where you go in and you get trained. Uh, and sometimes we go into these things and they're disappointed because you don't know everything that you're that they think you're supposed to know already about their program and their project and their mechanism and systems. And you don't get the training. So that's what happened to me. And so I was placed there. I was isolated. I wasn't uh, invited to meetings. I was kind of silenced. I, I sat alone in my cubicle and um, was left alone for the most part. When I was asked to speak or present certain things, um, they looked at me like I wasn't going to do well. They discouraged me highly the whole playbook of kind of uh exclusion yeah so i left early and this kind of leads to you know this is exactly why i'm sharing this it's because it leads to the the story of where we are now what we're doing and also this workshop i was done my family was done they were tired of me coming home complaining about how what new hijinks i experienced that day on the job what new um practice of exclusion or belittling or um, devaluation of my experience or my training, this um, misrepresentation, this misunderstanding, this under evaluation of who I was. I was told I didn't know epidemiology, which made zero sense. Just the whole thing. My family was like, get out. You just can't. I can't hear it anymore. I'm done hearing you complain about this job. It paid pretty well, which was hard, right? So I had been saving up most of it. And I had saved up enough where, you know, I could pay off the bills, pay some bills off for like the next six months. I quit. I went to Vegas to celebrate, got on this plane and had the worst panic attack of my life in this short flight. For about two weeks, I felt completely detached from my body. It was just a very traumatic experience. From there, I was diagnosed with my autoimmune disease. From there, I just started having, you know, various body challenges, physical health problems. And it was bad. It was a really devastating moment and it took about 2 years to come to terms with it. But during that time we started the sisterhood of Public, the sisterhood of limitless living podcast as a healing process to gain insight, to learn about integrative practices, to come to terms with the autoimmune diagnosis, to learn how to reframe our career because now, you know, I have a disability what that meant for my future. I have fatigue, you know, I have random pains in my body certain days. Um, I have new mental health challenges, although I had had them earlier, but now they were just so much more exacerbated. It was all trauma. All of it was related to this traumatic experience. A lot of the time, a lot of us are dealing with traumatic adverse childhood events, ACEs, right? Adverse childhood experiences that kind of lead toward a little bit more of that shutdown of the body and the mind right but i can say that that was definitely one foundational reason why these things happened to me this traumatic um response but at the same time going into a traumatic public health workplace where i was devalued excluded just not treated kindly at all that didn't help and that kind of just it just built up all of the trauma and added on to it and just made things so much worse. So that's kind of the situation, right? So now we're in a space of healing. And for me, it had to do with rebuilding, right? Rebuilding what my career would look like, rebuilding what, how we can define public health, how we can move into this new space of integrative and interconnected health and how public health needs to bring public health into the field of public health, right? So let's make public health, public health. Right within that's really the foundational story of this rest as resistance workshop that we have coming up throughout the month of July. We're bringing in some additional references. Um, So, for example, if you're not familiar with Trisha Hersey, she's the founder of the Nap Ministry, and you can find her on Instagram, which is where I think many of us found her. Right on uh, Nap Ministry, and her most recent book that just came out this year, I believe, is Rest Is Resistance. It's a manifesto on rest and a lot of it has to do with liberation, right? A lot of it on um, the African-American experience and on um, ancestors and uh, re- reclaiming our rest, right? So a lot of it is uh, from an African-American perspective, which is inherently American, um, to understand this story and this heritage. It's just the foundation of who we are as a country. Um, but understanding that a lot of it is rooted in capitalism and, um, the foundations having to do with, you know, our identities as human, human beings is, uh, more human doing right in this country. And, uh, just finally understanding and taking that time to rest and to realize that, um, as BIPOC, we owe capitalism, nothing, um, you know, for the decades of labor and the decades of, um, in African-American experience, unpaid labor, slavery, and things that have taken place over the years. And taking that time to understand that it's okay to rest and it's necessary to rest. And it is an act of liberation. It is a way to go into what she calls the dream space. It is a way for you to, all of us to reimagine what living should be, right? What living can be uh, in a way that is most nurturing and beneficial for all of us. Another book that I like to refer to um, throughout um, the design of this workshop is Living Resistance by Caitlin Curtis. And this is an indigenous vision for seeking wholeness every day. And there's some great quotes in here. One of the things that I like to bring up is that here on page 49, she says that all bodies are sacred, right we harm ourselves and one another by suggesting that embodiment is gained only by certain people in certain ways and that simply is not true and i think a lot about this and what it means for public health in terms of body mass index uh, mental health culturally um nationally internationally uh, across cultures the concept of mental health is uh kind of subjective if um we were born with a certain sense of being a sense of thinking Whether it's autism or other ways of uh, perception, some of these things are not considered uh, disabilities in some cultures, right? These are different ways of understanding, living, knowing, and being in the world. Then again, all bodies are sacred, as Caitlin Curtis has said. How do we understand that from from a fat shaming or disability um, perspective? Uh, What is a, a normal body, right? If all bodies belong, um, how can we love our bodies and others and to honor the journey that each of us has, right? These are our homes on this world, right? In this world, these are our homes that we inhabit, but also the spaces around us that we curate and care for. All of this is part of our embodiment journey. So our social determinants of health and that embodiment sense. So these are the kinds of discussions that we're planning to have in this uh, workshop. And so today, I just wanted to share some of this with you. If some of you have seen our posts about the Rest as Resistance workshop and are kind of wondering, what is this about? Right? What is this going to look like? And does this, um, is this relevant to me? I would say yes, because it is designed to help all of us along our journey of living and being and serving in the field of public health to serve and address the burnout that so many of us are facing, the sense of, hopelessness in many ways for public health as a field, how it has been co-opted by uh, political agendas. And in so many ways that public health is still designed to serve only certain people. The fact that millions of dollars have been invested into certain programs like di- diabetes prevention and uh, high blood pressure, hypertension, yet we still see these numbers um, not reducing So we're not seeing the return on that investment. You know, what does that look like in terms of redesigning programs, research, serving community? What does uh, community intervention look like now and what can it look like in the future? How can we redesign things so that it is an embodiment of healing, so that public health professionals are feeling healthy um, and are feeling supported as they do this work, because it's like, how are you going to serve others in a way when you're not being served? It's just kind of impossible. (laughs) All of this is part of that discussion that we're having in the Rest as Resistance interactive summer workshop throughout the month of July. Here's another quote from Caitlin Curtis that I really like, and it's on page 78. It's um, about ethical resistance, and I guess even before that, I would step back and talk about the definition of resistance. I really like the definition that Caitlin Curtis has for us. Trisha Hersey talks a little bit about, of course, about resistance as is part of her title in the book. And resistance is a way of being, just being alive as a person of color is an act of resistance. As someone, I believe Audre Lord has said, and this quote here by Caitlin Curtis ethical resistance is about more than just making a decision to practice resistance. It is about how we practice it. How is the work we do and the way we engage the earth and others grounded in support and solidarity for everyone. This is a, a great paragraph in this book because it leads me to the question, how do we practice public health in a way that we engage the earth and others that we're grounded in support and solidarity for everyone. These are the types of conversations that we intend to have in this rest as resistance workshop. As Caitlin Curtis says, and I don't know if I can find the exact quote right now. I really liked her definition of resistance because initially the concept of resistance feels exhausting to me because it sounds like I'm fighting. It sounds like I'm in a uh, act of saying no and fighting and, and rejecting. And that's exhausting to me, but there is this other realm of resistance page thirty two she says here refusing to be placed in a box someone else created for us is not to maintain elusive but to simply acknowledge that who we are is not simple; it is an act of decolonization. so that's powerful paying to paying attention to the land is resistance, and it leads us deeper into relationship with all things and all beings. That's on page forty. But finally, the concept of resistance is excellent because, and I'm not finding the page exactly today, and that's okay, it's in the book, but um, I'll just paraphrase what she says as the concept of resistance. It's just the concept of going against the flow, and it's just a natural way of being, whether it's feeling like we're fighting. uh, It doesn't necessarily have to feel that way, but it's natural, like, Again, that act of resistance just by simply existing. There's nothing that I necessarily have to do to fight or engage energy, negative energy or whatever to do so. It can be exhausting and it has been exhausting and we need our rest. But the concept of resistance just as being and understanding and flowing, going against the flow by who we are as human beings there's there's something in there and we need rest um, as, as we are part of this journey. It's inherently who we are as BIPOC. It's inherently who we are as people who care for the community and want to see a better future. It doesn't have to be exhausting. It can be supportive. It can be nurturing. And that's what this, uh, the Rest as Resistance Workshop as a community is designed to be. So that is our episode today on the understanding and the explanation of who we are as the Public Health Podcast and Media Network, who we are as the founders of the uh, Sisterhood of Limitless Living Podcast, and who we are as Joy Washington and I are designing this workshop on Rest is Resistance. And we hope you'll join us. To find out more, can visit slash book club. And if you have any questions or comments um, on the idea of rest and public health, redesigning a new future. Uh, I'd love to hear them. Uh, you can email me info at com. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening.